Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, good morning, and welcome to another exciting adventure in naturopathy today. And uh, good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Michael. I'm well, and how are you? Real good. No complaints. So no, no complaints, actually. So we left off uh, the last two sessions. We talked about, you know, cancer and cancer of the breast. Now we'll get back to congestive heart failure and try to finish that up and go from there. So one of the things we left off with doing a lot of the signs and symptoms. So here are some more. And what I really found interesting in doing research was that the medical advice is to address some other concerns in addition to the heart issue, because the other concerns contribute to the heart issue, such as diabetes, which we hear on the TV all the time, kidney disease. Well, because congestive heart failure, one of the things is the retention of water creates all that problem. Anemia, high blood pressure, which we've already covered, as well as thyroid disease. We haven't, but that's another thing because the thyroid in regulating metabolism would also help regulating balance of fluids, et cetera, et cetera. So that too could contribute to congestive heart failure, and of course, asthma or chronic lung disease. And these are, you know, obviously we're going to tackle all of these independently because of their, I mean, each has their own sets of issues above and beyond tied into chronic heart failure or congestive heart failure. And as we've done before, I think when we listed the different signs and symptoms, a couple of episodes back, I also related them to other probabilities with, you know, and then saying something to the effect of, you know, if you have one or two, it may not be a congestive heart issue. However, if you have three or more, then yeah, you know, you really need to pay attention. So even with these diseases I just mentioned, uh, there are similarities, which is why we'll address them individually. I have a question for you, if you don't mind, just before you get going into this, as I'm, I'm looking at your list of um, other health conditions that might be common signs or symptoms. Do you have a feeling as to whether the congestive heart failure leads to these other symptoms or are these other symptoms pre preceding the congestive heart failure or does it work both ways? Well, what a fabulous question. You know, I think, and in, in this takes me back, last night I was thinking about this because my grandmother died of congestive heart failure and I was 16 at the time. And I remember asking my mom what that meant. And she said the doctor had said it was water on the heart. So going back to that definition uh, makes me think that kidney issues, because my grandmother was a big woman, and knowing what I know today, you know, when you see somebody who's really heavy set, you know that the first amount of weight they're going to lose is going to be water. So there's a lot of edema that's present in obesity and in congestive heart failure. So I would think kidney, thyroid would play a role. 
blood pressure, of course, from a different point of view in terms of affecting heart health. But I don't see anemia being a direct cause, nor do I see diabetes per se or asthma or lung disease being direct in comparison to kidney and thyroid and high blood pressure. Is this then uh, perhaps an example of some things may be starting to go wrong in the body that maybe haven't been addressed that may lead to worsening conditions and complications because they haven't been addressed, such as if somebody has thyroid disease or, or asthma or any of these others that were mentioned, a lot of us don't do a great job of managing these things in the early stages. You know, we may go and we may get a medication, but we may not necessarily have made those changes. Is it that these are likely to precipitate or complicate the issue? Because I kind of see the body as working together. And when it starts to go wrong in one area, it starts to have an effect on the other. And if you don't address these in the early stages, things just manifest and build. Do we see this as something that um, people might be able to pay attention to and should pay attention to earlier on? Or does it arise kind of, oh, go to the doctor and he says, oh, you've got congestive heart failure. Surprise. Um, I, I guess I wonder how people get to that point. You know, it just goes back to actually the conversation we had a bunch of episodes ago, where people who take medication, because the symptoms are alleviated, or masked or suppressed, they think, oh, well, you know, I'm in good shape. And so I'm okay. And so the truth is, they're really not okay, because they haven't been given the proper guidance in terms of nourish your body, so it can heal itself. And so what happens is that yes, it's a cascading effect. It's like nature itself, nothing stands alone, everything is interconnected. And the same thing applies to the human body. If something goes wrong in one area, it will begin to affect another area and then another area and another area. So yeah, that's a major issue. Thank you, Michael. And I hope this is one of the important messages that people take away from our Naturopathy Today episodes is that it all works together or it all starts to dysfunction together. And we need to pay attention to good health, hopefully before we experience any of these things, maybe we will be able to avoid them, maybe we won't, but a person that's well-nourished is likely to be able to do better over time. And while these are serious diseases that you mentioned, I think we've discussed this before, the drugs don't fix the problem. They don't really cure the disease. They're managing your symptoms and all of the other things that we're trying to allude to are the things that actually build towards health. And they're just as important, if not more so, in these serious conditions. Whatever your serious condition is, you need to think, how do I nourish my body in light of these situations? So thank you for explaining that. I'm sorry I interrupted you there, and uh, but it was just a curiosity I couldn't wait to hear. Well, no, and that's good because it stimulates me in terms of makes me think and I have to, you know, respond, obviously, to your curiosity. And what you're curious about, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are curious about. So it's really good that you do bring up those points. 
And as I have written here, as a listener, if you have new or worsening non-urgent symptoms, tell your doctor, tell your healthcare provider, don't, don't become lackadaisical. Don't, oh, well, you know, I'm taking meds, everything is, is copacetic. And the answer is no, it's not. So my next slide says, what causes heart failure? And it's really interesting because there are many medical conditions that damage the heart muscle. And remember, the heart, the gut, the brain central nervous system, those cells do not divide. So when a cell is damaged and or dies, that's it. All of those three groups of cells have self-correcting mechanism. That's why it's so vital to have a good, living, healthy, organic diet. When you do the American diet, you're bringing in too much garbage into the system. Michael, would you state those three tissues again? Because I think that's the first time I ever heard that. And it, it went by so quick. So a heart and what else? The gut, the sus <laughs> gut associated lymphoid tissue. In other words, the lining of the, of the uh, intestinal tract, as well as the brain and nervous system. They're all one in the same. It's because, you know, one of the things that I've talked about differently is all of this white supremacist nonsense. And that's based on an external view. But if you peel away the gender, you peel away the color of the skin, we're all twins. And if you want to take it further, you peel away the body and you leave just the brain and nervous system, we are identical, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. So it's that brain and that nervous system that those cells have self-correcting mechanisms. But when they are starved, when they break down, that's like leaky gut. When the, that part of the intestinal tract becomes damaged, well, now garbage can get into the bloodstream and circulate throughout the body because you can't plug up that hole because the cells don't multiply. It's just they can either be repaired or they're dead. Life is simple. <laughs> so interesting. Thank you. In all my years, many years, I have never heard that where I remembered that fact. So learn something new today that actually kind of amazes me because it really points out the, the importance of paying attention to how we nourish the heart, the brain, and the gut. Absolutely. And, you know, if you look at it from a energetic point of view, my emotional associations uh, with things, the brain and nervous system are part of your spiritual self. It's the seat of God, so to speak. Seat being this is where God lives. When Jesus says the kingdom is within you, it lives within your mind. Your mind is that connection to the great spirit. And so the brain is the, the physical housing of God, and the nervous system is our communication. The heart is our emotional center, which is why maybe cardiovascular disease is so rampant. And if you looked at each of the particular areas from an emotional point of view, and I think we have covered, you know, talked about a couple, then you can see that from, you know, the material plane is a very emotional place. And it's the emotions that are the killers. 
They create the stress. They create the doubt. Well, let me rephrase that. It's the doubt and fear that creates everything. And the only time doubt and fear exist is because one is emotionally insecure. And almost all of us are in some area of our existence. Otherwise, we all would be able to walk on water and transmute water to wine, which from a different point of view, I saw as taking our everyday material mundane life and giving it life and making it into something that is a sacrament, something that is wonderful, something that could be nourishing to others. And the last thing is the galt. Everything you consume goes through your intestinal tract to feed your body. Well, emotionally, it's the same thing with your mind. Everything you eat ends up feeding your soul, your spirit. That's why it's essential that you associate with good people, good thoughts, watch good movies, read good books, things that inspire, things that educate, things that inform and not mislead and or sow doubt, seed, disunity, disharmony. A little side. Well, that's there. such a powerful statement that you made there and profound because what I just heard is that these emotions that we have, anger, distrust, fear, anxiety, those are maybe for, as a poor analogy, equal to the bad foods that we consume. If we're putting in junk into oh, our brain, into our spirit, we are not going to flourish in the healthy way. And so harboring these mental emotional challenges, uh, it, it, does that actually intrude on our healing does even if we're taking all of the right foods and vitamins but we are angry bitter people does that um, influence how well our body can heal and appropriate from there looking at this sort of emotional and spiritual side to answer your question consider this that we are constructed <laughs> out of energy i mean when you really break it down we're Atoms bound together to create molecules, bound together to create cells, bound together to create muscles, glands, organs, bones, tissue, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So everything comes down to energy, which is why in the gospel, according to John, the beginning thing says, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the God and the word was God. A word is a concept of energy put into verbalization and ultimately into manifestation. Because before my, you know, Steve Jobs came up with the iPhone, he thought about it, had this vision, or actually maybe Gene Roddenberry from Star Trek. All science fiction, all fantasy has the potential to become physical reality because it's built on a thought and energy. You know, in computer language, I believe it's garbage in, garbage out. I know the phrase. <laughs> okay. Same thing with the human body and the human mind. Garbage in, garbage out. You know, I heard a, a newscast many years ago, two, three, four years ago, they were interviewing this white kid and he said something to the effect of, we want to get rid of you know, the people of color and make America a great white Christian country again. I thought about that and I realized how unchristian that statement was 
because in truth, what Christ promoted was to love one another as your brother. And so from that point of view, those who profess to be those kinds of Christians really need to re-examine their belief system because they're not following the teachings that Jesus brought to the world. You know, he said, do my sayings, you know, that's, and, and people don't. And so that's why I think we have the troubles that we have and ill health is a reflection of our sick thinking. The king, you know, another teaching, a universal teaching is what is within will manifest without. So is it any wonder we are in such turmoil in our lives, in our country, in the world? Well, it harkens back to our very first podcast where we talked about, you know, the, the principles of naturopathy, you know, and the, the holistic treat the whole body. And I know this has been a theme of yours perhaps forever, that we need to not only treat the physical body through healthy lifestyle and diet, but we have to treat the mind as we've just been talking about and treating the spirit. It's so interesting to me, you brought this up today because just yesterday, my wife and I were talking about the importance of things like gratitude, hope, expectations, being positive, being uh, loving, doing all of these things as a way of being healthier because the opposite, being angry, being frustrated, fearing for the future, just impacted our, our happiness and our health. And so this is exactly what we were describing as part of our journey. These were the things that we were thinking mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as a significant part of our process, our journey towards health. Absolutely. There are such key ingredients. And uh, since we're, we're coming to the end of, of this particular session, I wanted to focus on the one word that I think we're losing a lot of, and that's hope. Hope that things will get better. Hope that people will wake up. Hope that we'll get climate control under, you know, climate change under control. Hope that people begin to share. You know, I think I told you last time we were together, maybe, that my wife did an analysis and that if all of the billionaires just gave up 4% of their money, we could fix the entire world. But it's amazing how people never seem to have enough. And the reason for that is because they seek the outside of themselves for fulfillment and not go within. And hopefully what we are sharing will cause people to stop, think, and rekindle their hope, rekindle their inspiration, and make an effort to get themselves healthier so that they can build a stronger future, not only for themselves, but again, for our brothers, our children, our grandchildren. And some of us are bordering on becoming great-grandparents. So all of these well, things. Well, you know, the, as, you, as you mentioned the word hope, the word faith, popped into my head. And I, I, I think of them as very similar. And I've always found that people of faith have hope and people of faith see through the darkness and see through the troubles and the pain because they have this hope, this expectation based on faith. I found faith to be a very important part of this process. Whatever manifestation that takes in somebody's life, when they have that, 
or when they seek that, they're going to benefit from that. It's, it's something that I've always appreciated by meeting people of faith who were suffering for some reason. Their faith was uh, so important in sustaining them. You know, there's a lot of truth in that, Steve. There's also an unfortunate aspect, and that is when people have faith in God, Jesus, Buddha, Zoroaster, whoever, and their prayers go unanswered, it sets up a couple of different traps. One is, I must not be worthy, otherwise my prayers would have been answered. So there's that. I'm more of the mindset of being grateful and thankful. And every now and then, you know, I talk to God and say, you know, thanks for giving me what I have. Uh, yes, I know I worked for it, but still you, you taught me how to think, how to be, how to act. And I am reminded from time to time that a working faith is yes. much stronger and more profound than a blind faith, because I remember as a kid asking God for a bigger allowance, and I never got it, which sent me, <laughs> so I had to go to work. <laughs> and my... Well, I think that that's a very good distinction, and, and I think that it probably can be applied to all kinds of things where we, you know, just accept something at face and don't do the work that goes along with it. I think that this is the, you know, we can understand about nutrition and all of that, but there's work for us to do to appropriate it. And I think that's the same thing with faith. I, I conceive of faith not as, oh, God's going to answer my direct prayers, but I have faith that God is above all and God is greater than all. And therefore, I can trust God to do what needs to be done. <laughs> and it may not be in my moment to realize how that's working, but I can believe that it is working. And I found that, you know, that's kind of where the comfort comes in. But it, as you so properly said, it needs to lead to action. Faith without action is, well, just that. Faith Mind without faith. action. Um, and so you brought out that important connection. Thank you. You're welcome. And there's two things, and then we're going to Again, trying to keep things under the 25 minutes, although I think- I'm so sorry. You just make these questions pop into my head, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. So here's two thoughts I want to leave you with. One that was taught to me. One is God loves active participation, not passive acceptance. And the other one escaped. And hopefully I'll remember it for next week. <laughs> So until then, thank you all for tuning in, stopping by. Um, and if you have any questions, obviously do not hesitate to reach out to us because we're here to be of service to you. Steve, thanks for joining me and look forward thank you, to Michael. seeing you um, next week. I've enjoyed it every time we meet. Thank you so much. I'll look forward to our next meeting. Take care, me folks. Too. Take care. Be well. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.